from Atlanta, Georgia. Welcome to Fearfully and Wonderfully Me, a podcast for women on leadership and life skills with Rhea Story. Rhea shares powerful life and leadership principles, helping you maximize your potential and become the woman God created you to be. Psalm 139 states that we are fearfully and wonderfully made. And I love that because so many of us, I think, struggle at times with the feeling that we aren't good enough or smart enough or thin enough or skinny enough or strong enough or um, quick enough or whatever it is. We have the, that feeling that we're not something enough, not good enough. Or maybe we just have a, a sense that inside us, um, we aren't anybody special or we aren't anyone unique or um, someone you know who really has the potential to change the world. I think all of us at some point struggle with a sense of self-worth. So I really love that. I have uh, I have that Psalm 139 actually written um, on a three by five note card, and it's pinned right here on my desk. So it's one of the first things that I see every morning when I sit down um, here at my computer. Just a reminder, because we all need those reminders, those encouragement notes, those things that lift us back up that just says, hey, I am fearfully and wonderfully made. You know, a lot of times we struggle with the concept that we're not good enough or, or skinny enough or smart enough or strong enough or whatever enough, not enough. We have that sense of just not being enough or we're um, broken or flawed and, and we feel like we just shouldn't even try or shouldn't even attempt something because we maybe won't succeed. You know, um, Marianne Williamson has a great quote on that. She says, the perfect you isn't something that you need to create. God already did. And I love that because when we're struggling with a sense of shame about ourselves or a a struggle of a lack of self-worth, we are really, in essence, claiming the false belief that we aren't perfect and that we've got to do something else or be something better. And it's really not about that. You know, number one, we have to have to believe and cling to the belief that we are fearfully and wonderfully made. God created each and every one of us as special, unique, gifted, and talented individuals in our own special way. And it's not that we are competing with anyone else Um, trying to be better than someone else. Really, all we should be seeking to do is living in accordance with what God's purpose is for our life. And I know that that requires us to steward what we've been given very wisely. So I'd like to drill down into that um, just a little bit today because, number one, I think a lot of us struggle with um, owning and claiming the belief that we are fearfully and wonderfully made. Now think about that, what that means, fearfully and wonderfully made. It really means that we are a miracle in and of itself. Just the just the fact that you woke up this morning and you've got, you know, the ability and the capability to just be listening to this podcast and, you know, all of the systems in your body that you're not even conscious of and how they're processing and working and keeping you alive while you're listening to this podcast. You know, you're not thinking about your heart beating. You're not thinking about telling your lungs to breathe in. You're not thinking about the blood pushing through your veins. You're not consciously thinking about the muscles that are needed to 
um, support you if you're sitting upright or even standing or walking. You know, all of these things in our bodies that, um, number one, it's just a miraculous that we are, are born and develop and grow up into human beings. But number two, it's it's all absolutely a miracle that all of this functions without us even consciously thinking about it. So when you stop to consider just the, the miracle of the body that we inhabit, that's a miracle in and of itself. And it is indeed fearfully and wonderfully made. But you know, not just appreciating the physical sense, but also appreciating who we are in our spirit. That's also beautiful, fearfully and wonderfully made too. And we don't think about that enough because I think if we really stu- truly stop and appreciate that and value it, then we'll take better care of it, right? If I believe that I am and 100%, I'm fearfully and wonderfully made and God has created me for a purpose and I'm living a purpose-driven life, in the words of Rick Warren, then I will take better care of the vehicle that I'm living in and I'll take better care to, to steward that wisely because it's the vehicle that lets me carry out the purpose God has charged me with. So, you know, really it is a stewardship. When we stop to think about what we've been called to do, whatever it is, we're all called to do something different and whatever it is, there's no, there's no calling that is better than another. You know, if you're a stay-at-home mom, that is a beautiful calling. If you're a CEO of a big business, that's a beautiful calling. You know, each and every one of us have the opportunity to touch lives and make things better in our own little corner of the world. So it's not that any one of us are called to do something better. You know, God doesn't rank um, the tasks or the, the stewardships that he gives us. He simply calls us into a purpose and it's our responsibility to, to step into it. And I think that's the key. You know, having a sense of self-worth and a sense of being good enough and, and that we are created wonderfully and we are a miracle really comes from a sense of self-responsibility. I read a great quote on this the other day uh, from Joan um, Didion. The willingness to accept responsibility for one's own life is the source from which self-respect springs. So think about that for just a moment. If we take the responsibility for ourselves, then we take on the ownership. And that means that the outcome is our, is up to us. So I really look look at this in a couple of key dimensions. You know, there are four dimensions in life. There's the physical dimension, the body. There's the mental or emotional dimension, which is the mind. There is the spiritual um, dimension. And then there is the social dimension, or what I like to call the, the, the leadership and influence dimension. So, but I really think that what I'm talking about today stems from self-leadership. It, it comes from being able to lead myself well. And I'll tell you, the better and more effectively you're able to lead yourself, the more effective you will be at leading others. So I really think that comes down to the first two dimensions. Self-leadership is the essence of the physical and the mental and perhaps the, the spiritual dimension as well. But you've got to get those dimensions done or, or developed 
well in order to be more effective in the fourth dimension, the social dimension, the influencing others. Because influencing others comes down to leading ourselves well, to being able to make the right choices and decisions myself so that I can influence others. So I'll give you an example. Physical fitness is a big one um, for me. You know, there was certainly times in my life when I've been out of balance in the physical dimension. I either wasn't in shape or I was working out way too much. And neither one of those extremes is good because it really has to be a balance. It has to be, you know, a balance of healthy eating that nourishes the body and some exercise uh, and for all sorts of good reasons. Um, But, you know, to get those things in balance is going to help me be more effective in the physical dimension. And the healthier and more effective I am in the physical dimension, that's going to give me, number one, it's going to give me the energy to be able to go out and, and talk and speak or to teach group fitness classes. But I've got to be able to lead myself well in that dimension before I can have the energy and the effectiveness to lead other people in that dimension. And the mental, emotional dimension is another great example of that. I have to be developing myself. I have to be um, reading great positive books and, and helping myself grow. I have to be investing in myself and developing my personal growth plan in order to be more effective at helping others. I can't teach these lessons on this podcast if I haven't been reading and growing and developing myself. So I'm not telling you that you have to be the the perfect exercise guru, or that you have to read a a book a day. What I'm suggesting here is that each and every one of us have been given a stewardship, a calling. And whatever we're called to do, our responsibility is to do that to the best of our ability. And that's all. We're not in competition with anyone else. We're simply trying to carry out what we've been called to do the best of our ability. And that's really what it means to maximize our potential is to carry out that charge to the best of our ability. So none of us are perfect, but we are perfectly imperfect. You know, we don't have to worry about creating perfect. God already did. But what we do have to do is consciously overcome the fact that we aren't perfect We are perfectly imperfect and we are going to make mistakes. We are going to get it wrong, but that doesn't mean we have to stop trying. So, I mean, there are days when I, you know, I don't eat 100% healthy. Um, I know there's going to be a bowl of ice cream in my future this weekend and that's okay. I'm not worried about being perfect here. What I am worried about is being balanced because being balanced is going to help me be more effective. And that's really the essence of self-leadership, making the right choices on a personal level so that I can maximize my potential with others. Um, you know, the those two dimensions, I think, are the most powerful or probably the most difficult. Um, a lot of us struggle with issues on um, either the physical dimension or mental emotional. You know, I don't I know a lot of people when you, when you work all day and you're tired and you come home and then you do laundry and you're like, man, I, the last thing I want to do is sit down and read a personal growth book. Like I'm tired. I just want to veg out in front of the TV. And that's always a choice that we make. Uh, It really comes down to the choices we make because the little choices that we make compound over time. So next time you're struggling with something and you're thinking, gosh, I know the right thing for me to do is get out and go exercise for 20 minutes, but I'm tired and I don't want to. Or maybe it's 
man, I don't want to set my alarm to get up 30 minutes early to have some time for prayer or devotion. Next time you're struggling with that decision, think about how those little choices compound over time. You know, we don't have to do all of the right things all day, every day, but we do have to do something positive consistently over time. Don't get overwhelmed with the big changes. Focus on the small steps. So if, for example, you realize that you want to exercise three times a week, don't worry about, you know, losing 15 pounds this week. Just make a commitment to yourself to exercise those three times a week. Or maybe you want to start with one time a week. That's okay. When we make a small commitment to ourselves and we carry it out, we build integrity with ourselves. And the more frequently we can build integrity with ourselves, the easier it is the next time we want to make a commitment to ourselves. I love to dig into this topic and we can talk all day about the essence of self-leadership. But really, I just wanted to recap what we what we started off with. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. But that comes with the responsibility to take care of the gifts you've been given. Take care, take care of your physical health so that you have the energy to do the other things. Take care of your mind and develop your uh, mental dimension. You know, whether you're a reader, whether you listen to podcasts, whether you watch TEDx talks, there are so many resources out there. Just making sure that you're developing yourself in some way. Um, spiritual dimension. Make sure that you're taking time, um, you know, for reflection, for prayer. And then in the social dimension, making sure that you're developing your influence skills, your leadership of others. Really what it boils down to is being intentional in every dimension of our life. We don't have to be perfect, but we do have to be getting better. Until next time. Start increasing your influence and maximizing your potential with Rhea's audiobooks. Available at audible.com, amazon.com, and iBooks. Please visit RiaStory.com to learn about Ria's books, resources, speaking, and training programs. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.